You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. I have to say that I am in a really foul mood today. Uh, First of all, when I get to the mall, I can't even get a parking spot that's close by. I have to go to a section of the parking lot I've never had to go to before, which is like four or five rows back. It's like um, the the parking lot is split into two different sections. One is the close section and one is the far section. And I have to go to the far section. It, it pisses me off. Uh, the only saving grace is that uh, I am not too far from the little mall walkway which cuts through the parking lot so I'm not all the way over on the side too I'm still kind of towards the center but still this is just ridiculous that I have to park so far away and what is going on is it because school's out now and everybody wants to go hang out at the mall um Jesus I've got work to do I don't need to be lugging my bags all the way back to my car this far away pissed off. I'm also feeling broke. We had to do our quarterly tax payment today. And basically, you know, we can't eat for the rest of the month until some more money comes in. So that's getting me down too. Uh, And then to have to go out shopping on top of that stress seems a little bit ridiculous. In any case, uh, the... Returns go fine. The only snafu is that at the flight simulation place, they can't get their computers to work properly. So they enter my refund manually, which makes me a little bit nervous because they also can't give me a receipt for it. They just kind of write on my original receipt. They showed it to me on the computer and it looked like it went through, but it kind of bummed me out. And then in the confusion of them not being able to make their thing work right, I forget my credit card there. So then when I get to Radio Shack to return that GPS system, I realize when they're about to refund me my $585 that I don't have my card. So I leave that guy mid-transaction and I run back to the flight simulation place and they have my card in the register. And apparently they tried to run after me. But um, I guess I was so fast jumping into Radio Shack that they couldn't catch me in time. Otherwise, you know, um, I I get to the Dollar Tree, the dollar store, and I just don't have the balls to try to return those two drawing pads. It seems so cheap to try to get my $2 back that I decide I'll just keep them and I skip it. And I decide the same thing with the uh, joke book that was going back to the Lake Wobegon store. I'm keeping that book on how to make, you know, your own Play-Doh and your own juju fruits and stuff like that. Juji fruits. Yeah, juji, not juju, juji fruits. But the joke book was going to go back, but it's only two fifty, and I I think I'm just feeling really tired today. So I hang on to the joke book. I figure, what the hell? Maybe some night when we have people over, it'll be a good conversation starter. 
So uh, having finished my returns, it is now time to start buying. And I start my purchases at the Black Hills Gold Jewelers, where I didn't buy anything last time because you had to return things within four days. And I didn't, uh, I wasn't going to be able to get back here within four days. So um, I, I decided to put off my purchases until my next visit. So I go into Black Hills Gold Jewelers and it's kind of, um, it's a little bit of a second rate kind of um, jewelry store. They have really cheesy looking gold jewelry everywhere and I just don't want any of it. But I do make my way to the silver section and there's this little section, which I remember from my last visit, that has these silver and turquoise rings. And honestly, I would never wear any of them, but they're the most attractive thing in the store. So I look around for a salesperson and I don't see anyone, but I do hear something. And um, so I'm looking around. It's a pretty small store and I can hear this kind of rustling of plastic bags or something, or maybe it's tissue paper. And um, I walk around the counter looking over the counter to see if I can find someone because surely they wouldn't leave a jewelry store unmanned you know, even to go to the bathroom or something. And finally, when I get around to the end, there is in fact a, a, a little woman, uh, truly a little woman, uh, crouched over behind the counter doing something that makes a rustling noise. And uh, when she sees me, she says, oh, oh, uh, do you need some help with something? Um, and I, you know, I've been in the store now for you know, five or 10 minutes. So this actually strikes me as quite funny at this point. But I say, yes, I'd like to see these rings. And she walks over with me to the other side of the counter and she pulls out the silver and turquoise rings. And the one that I pick out, I think is a simple band uh, with, you know, a turquoise center and a silver on the side. And it's a little bit more slender than these big chunky rings they've got. Uh, but it turns out that actually the band sort of peaks. And so it's, it's, it's really hard to explain, but it, it comes up to a point rather than just being a simple band. And so I kind of don't like it when I get it on. Uh, it only costs $15 though, which is very attractive to me at the moment since I'm stressed out about money, but it doesn't fit on any of my fingers, right? She says that you can get it sized and I ask her how much it would cost. And apparently it would cost $15 to size it smaller and $20 to size it bigger. So sizing could potentially cost more than the ring itself, which seems nuts to me. I start looking at some of the other ones uh, thinking, well, maybe I'd like one of these other ones better. And then I said, well, this is a gift. So if, uh, she doesn't like it, can I return it? And the little woman says, no, no returns on silver. So this really blows because I don't want to buy any of the gold jewelry. It's just ugly. So I'm kind of feeling stuck, but I think for a minute that I should maybe buy the $15 ring cause I like it. Okay. And just call it quits, but I don't want to spend another 15 to $20 after that to get it sized. 
And then I don't really even like it anyway. So that would be $30 for something I don't like. So I fall back on old reliable, which is uh, to buy silver polish or silver polishing cloths. And it turns out that they have them and they're good for both silver polishing and gold polishing. Now, I have probably had two of these things in my lifetime, and they've lasted me that long. And now with this purchase, I will own two of these cloths plus a gigantic tub of silver jewelry polish. So this seems very excessive to me. However, it is the cheapest way to get out of the store with a purchase in hand. So I go for the silver polish cloth, which apparently polishes gold also. And uh, I figure this is more useful than the tub of goo that um, I would otherwise be buying. This is, you know, we're up on the third floor and this is a pretty uninspired stretch of stores. And being as grumpy as I am, it's hard for me to know quite what to do. I've lost the focus that I had gained from the last couple visits. And, uh, you know, it's been a few days since I've been here. And I, I just find that if I'm not here doing it, I lose my will to do it, to shop till I drop. But I know that I must go on. So I go into the next store, which is called, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, but I think it's the vase. It's spelled V-A-A-S-E, and there are little dots over the two A's. Very odd. Um, I think they're referring to, you know, vases or vases, but it's filled with cheesy, cheesy Chinese crap. So everything from these wooden vases, vases, how would you pronounce that if you were just being natural? I have no idea. Uh, you know, with like the, the lacquer design on them, but all really, really ugly, you know, like I've seen nice things like that, but they are not in this store. Uh, it's also filled with these little figurines carved out of different things. Some of them are wood, some of them are jade, of course, jade. Uh, and then all these swords, crazy number of swords. And some of them are 50% off and it does strike my fancy for just a moment to buy one of these swords because that would be probably the coolest purchase that I could make at the Mall of America to, to get, to come away from that with a sword. I mean, you kind of can't top that. Even the oxygen bar, you know, I think that the sword might come out on top. However, even at 50% off, they're still 40 to 50 bucks and up. So I decide against that, especially after I walk past the register subtly checking out their return policy and it says no returns, absolutely no returns. Uh, so I start to focus on some of the smaller stuff. This mainly consists of these little figurines, some of which are as cheap as say $3, which is pretty darn cheap. And, but I don't really want any of them. 
but you know, there's some kind of cool animals. For a while, I'm looking for a pig because I was born in the year of the pig. I'm pretty sure I was born in the year of the pig. And I thought, well, okay, well, I'll get a symbol of, you know, being born in the year of the pig and that'll be all right. But they don't have a pig. They've got other animals, but not the pig. Um, and I just keep making my way around and I come to these frogs and they are these little carved frogs. Again, some of them are wood and some of them are jade and the frog has only three legs. It's kind of weird. Like the rear leg, clearly he's missing one. And so it looks like his back foot is a tail and then He's got a coin in his mouth and a bunch of them have, you know, American pennies in them, but there's one that has a Chinese coin. And I think that's kind of cool. And then he also has this string coming out of his mouth. Like, you know, it's carved or whatever. It's not, not really there. The, the coin in his mouth is really there, but not the, not the string. And on the string are coins. And again, they're carved. And, uh, the, this little Chinese lady, I mean, again, maybe it's the day of little women, but she comes over and she cracks me up. She starts going lucky frog, lucky frog, lucky frog. He bring you good luck. And she's touching every frog on the counter. <laughs> so I said, he'll bring me good luck. He says, you buy that. He bring you good luck. And so I, this, this pretty much pushes me over the edge and I realize that this is what I have to buy. Uh, and so I bring it over the counter and, um, she gives me a big approving smile and she starts patting him on the back and she goes, money, 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 money. And, um, I just think, well, that's fucking great. I could use some money. This is the perfect purchase for me. So, um, I'm feeling very good about this. Like maybe this is a positive development for me here, even though, you know, it's $8 down the drain. Maybe this good luck will, uh, will, will, will bring me some money, which I could really desperately use. I ask her while she's checking me out, which of course distracts her hopelessly from checking me out, if the frog is considered particularly lucky. And she says that the three-legged frog is lucky in China. And I keep asking her, is there a story? Is there a story? And she says, yes, story back in China, story back in China. And I'm wishing she would tell me the story, but uh, she seems to have no inclination to do so. And when uh, I'm checking out, she has to see my license. I think they get a lot of credit card fraud here. And she sees my license and she says, you from New York? And I said, yeah, well, I moved to Minnesota recently. And she said, oh, we neighbors now. I just think that's really the, about the cutest thing. So I am the proud owner of a carved frog with a coin in its mouth who apparently is going to bring me money. Now, the next store is just silver and it is a really bad silver store. I mean, if I thought that Black Hills Gold Jewelers was bad, this is much worse. This is for like kids who want to spend five bucks on a ton of silver jewelry, including, 
you know, those weird pierce things that go through your ears and stuff, you know, like, you know, it's like for punk rockers, basically. And they also have a conspicuous sign on their counter, which says, uh, no returns, exchanges only with a receipt. Now, I don't think I'm going to need to make any exchanges, but I sure as hell wish that I could return stuff here. Uh, but, you know, a girl can always use another pair of silver hoops, and I tend to wear the little ones, and I tend to just leave them in my ear, and that's that, until they completely fall apart. And I have a little bit of a stash of them in case they fall apart, so that I will continue to have a pair of silver hoops in my ears at all times. So I uh, make my way over to the silver earrings and pick out a pair of small silver hoops, which I think would be just fine. Uh, however, I am a bit disheartened that this is now my third purchase that is not returnable. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Now, the next store on this side is actually Marshall's. Marshall's reminds me a little bit of Nordstrom Rack in that it's, you know, discount stuff, but Nordstrom Rack is a little classier than Marshall's is, I think. But, you know, I've always known tons of people who did really well at Marshall's. You just have to have good instincts and a good eye for stuff. And I have neither when it comes to shopping. So I usually get into Marshall's and flounder, try on ugly things, and end up leaving frustrated. But I feel that I can do better this time. I don't know. It's just a feeling. I make my way through the aisles, which are packed full of endless amounts of clothing. And um, I, I try first for jeans, and I, I start to flip through the jeans, and um, I have to say that none of it appeals. There's some good brand names, but, you know, honestly, I'm feeling kind of bloated and yucky today. So I think trying on jeans might just do me in. Uh, so then I try for t-shirts and it's just ugly stuff, you know, like little, um, sequins sewn all over these t-shirts and stuff like that. And I just think, no, I can't deal with that either. I make my way to the activewear section and here I hit a little bit more luck. I find a pair of workout shorts, which have pockets, which of course is my requirement for five ninety nine. And I think, well, if these fit, that's great. I bought that other pair and they were around $15 and I love them. And I was actually thinking I would buy another pair because I love them so much. But if I could get a pair for five ninety nine instead, that is even better. And then I uh, find a pair of Columbia shorts. So they're sort of hiking shorts or something. And um, they're kind of cool looking. They're blue with white stitching. And uh, they, they're like the perfect, um, you know, goofing around shorts for the summer. Especially if you're like camping or something. Uh, so then I stop by the swimwear section. And they actually have some really good deals on swimsuits. And... I pick out a few swimsuits to try on too. Cause you know, if I could get a swimsuit for $20, that's a heck of a lot better than getting one for $70, which is normally what one ends up paying for something like that. 
So I pick those out and I make my way towards the dressing rooms and I go in and I start trying things on and two of the bathing suits are total duds. They just make me look like a potato, really. The other one, which is a tankini, I think, well, it kind of makes me look like a potato, but less so. And considering I'm feeling very bloated today, it probably would be okay if I bought this bathing suit. And it's $25, not 20 So that's a little bit of a bummer, but, you know, not a bad deal, really. Then I try on the shorts, and the workout shorts are good. They're not as nice as the Nike pair I bought at Finish Line a couple visits ago, but for $5.99, they'll do. And they have the pocket, so I'm good for carrying my car keys. Uh, Then I try on the Columbia shorts, and these um, provide a bit of a dilemma. I like them. They're sort of exactly the style of shorts I'd like to get. They're only $16.99 as opposed to $35 normally. The problem is they're a little tight. And it really is a catch-22 because they would look great if I lose the five pounds that I'm planning to lose. They'll fit fine. But if I don't, then they'll be tight and uncomfortable and I will regret buying them. But if I came back when I'd actually lost the five pounds, these shorts would be long gone. So what do you do? I decide that, um, I'm going to buy them because I'm going to lose those five pounds. So whatever that that's probably a good solution to this. Just buy them. And actually I can think about them. And then if I decide that I'm being crazy, then I can return them. So that's pretty good. It's $20 worth of stuff, but, um, but that's, that's not bad. And I've actually found a couple decent bargains that I'm happy with at Marshall's for once. Uh, as I'm walking Towards the register, I then pass by a rack which has beach towels on it. And, you know, I have never owned a proper beach towel. I think that I have always used crappy old bath towels on the beach, you know, way too small, and and watched enviously as those around me with proper beach towels laid them out in all their glory and had tons of room on them and didn't get, you know, their knees in the sand because they didn't have to because they had huge beach towels. And we are actually going to the beach for a week later this summer. So I think that this is a grand, grand thing. And they're only uh, between $9.99 and $12.99 a piece. So it's a little bit of an expenditure, but I could get all four of us beach towels for about 40 bucks, which I think is totally fantastic. And I pick out two different kinds of towels. I get two towels that are a striped pattern with like an olive green and a light blue and more of a lime green and a, and a light brown. And these I'm figuring are more the grown-up towels. And then I'm looking for fun kid ones, but they don't really have fun kid ones. So I I get 
two blue towels with sailboats on the ends of them that are striped dark blue, middle blue, and white. And they're real sort of sailor type um, design. And I think that this is a fantastic buy. I'm really, really pleased with that. And I'm tempted to leave the clothing behind, but I kind of want them. So um, this is kind of unfortunate because it's another purchase I'm not planning on returning on a day when I'm completely stressed out about money. And of course, it's on the credit card, which is like fantasy money. And, you know, you could never pay it back as long as you kept, you know, sending the credit card company, you know, 50 bucks a month to cover the interest. Um, you could just, you know, leave that stuff on there forever. And they hope you do. But this isn't a lot of uh, solace to me at the moment. But I just feel like these beach towels are such a good buy. I I kind of can't leave them behind. I think I think that Keith and the kids will be really happy to have them too. Now at the checkout, there's a total dilemma because it these beach towels are so bulky, they actually end up needing to give me two bags. I can't believe I bought two bags worth of stuff at Marshall's, but there it is. So when I go out into the hallway, I still haven't figured out what to call is it a corridor? Uh, a walkway? I'm not sure. Um, in any case, I'm, I'm already really bulked up. You know, I've got my big shopping bag that I did my returns from and it's got a few little things in it. And then I've got these two huge Marshall's bags. I'm, I'm a little stuck. In any case, I, start going around the corner towards Sears, which is at the corner of the mall. There's a couple stores before Sears, and the first one is Gloria Jean's Coffees. I've never heard of Gloria Jean's Coffees before. They're stuck up here all the way up here on the third floor. And, um, you know, there's Starbucks, there's Caribou, there's Dunn Brothers, there's all kinds of coffee in the mall. Actually, I don't know if there really is Dunn Brothers. That might be more of a local thing. I know there's caribou and I know that there's Starbucks. I, but Gloria Jeans is new to me. And I um, go over and look through what they've got. And they have a lot of like teas infused with, you know, fancy pants things and um, uh, flavored coffees uh, which yuck, you know, no, thank you. And they don't even have like the real reliable stuff that Starbucks and Caribou have, which is like a ton of those travel mugs and things. They have one travel mug, but it's kind of lame. Um, but then I come across this tea glass with filter and this is kind of cool. I mean, you know, I would never use it. It would just be a huge waste of money and it costs, you know, almost 30 bucks. But I like this design. It's a Bodum product and you put the tea and your hot water into the thing and then you let it brew and then you lift out the center part, which has the tea in it and the hot brewed tea stays in the mug. Totally brilliant. I think it's great. 
And if I was a huge loose tea drinker, I would definitely buy one of these. But I buy one, I do, because it's an unfamiliar place, I do check out the return policy. And apparently you can return things um, with a receipt. So I should be okay. The curious thing when I am uh, signing the the um, credit card slip there is they, when I go for the pen, it's, first of all, it's stuck into this cup that is filled with coffee beans, which I think is kind of an odd setup and yet somehow brilliant. Uh, but then right next to it is this, uh, like plastic box, which has trash in it. Like people are throwing their, their straw wrappers and stuff like that in there. And it has a little sign on it, which says, no gum may even be bad for you. And I, this is really odd because first of all, why would they have that sign? Why do they care? Is it that they don't carry gum and they want you to know that it may be bad for you? Or is it a weird joke? And then is gum really bad for you? I never heard that. I'd love to know more about that. I've chewed plenty of it in my lifetime. And this, I, and again, it's like kind of a weird unsolved mystery, um, in my opinion, but I don't ask the guy about it cause he's a little weird and a little hard to talk to. So I guess I'll have to leave that one, you know, lingering in my head and maybe I will get an answer to it someday. The next store down right before Sears is the singular store and they are just hopping, you know, selling cell phones and all kinds of stuff. I immediately get pounced on by the manager who asks me what I'm looking for. And I say that I'm looking for a Samsung travel plug for a car Then you know, the kind that plug into your, what used to be your lighter jack. And I don't, I say that I don't have the phone there because, because I don't, it would be sort of theoretically for Keith. Uh, but I say it's similar to mine. And he says, well, is it a singular phone? I said, no, it's not. But he breezes right over that because he doesn't want us to get caught up in the idea that I can only have a singular phone to shop for accessories at the singular store. He doesn't believe that at all. So I give him my cell phone. I say, I think it's pretty similar to this one. And he goes over to the Samsung spot and he finds the right kind of travel charger for, uh, the cell phone that I have, which is a little different from the one Keith has, but I think it would probably work in any case. This will set me up with a nice, a nice excuse for returning this later. Now I stand and I face Sears and I have my two Marshalls bags and, um, my big brown shopping bag that I use for my returns. That's getting a little heavier by the moment. And I decide that I just can't face it today. Sears is just, it's not like other department stores where it's like, well, at least they have nice clothes. Sears is just massive and crazy and I really want nothing to do with it. I know that I'll have to go and buy something there, but um, I'm going to put it off until some other visit. So I head across the Sears. It's not really a courtyard really on this floor because it's sort of open in the center, but 
I head back over and um, hit the store that's on the corner before the the hallway corridor thing turns towards the um, I guess towards the west. We're on the east side, and I guess that would be the north wing that's jutting off from here. The store on the corner is called All About Cars. So another classic third floor shop here at the Mall of America. And it is truly all about cars. They have all kinds of cars, a little toy, you know, like collector's versions of cars. And it's kind of dumb and I don't really want to buy anything here. And I don't really want to waste the money. And it just feels like the kind of store where you can't return anything. Although I don't see a sign anywhere. But at first I'm going to get like a little school bus for Garrett. But you can't really buy a present for one of them and not for the other. So then I'm thinking... I'll get this little airplane for Evan, but then Garrett will get jealous of the airplane because it makes noises. Um, you have to get them things that are similar but different enough that you can tell them apart and whose is whose, but not so different that they get jealous of what the other one has, which is inevitable anyway. And I'm really in this total dilemma, besides which these are each... Seven ninety five, which would mean sixteen dollars plus tax for just a throwaway kind of oh maybe I'll get the kids a present type of thing. Uh, so I kind of don't want to do that. Then I decide that I'm going to get the school bus and I'm just going to give it to both of them. And if they end up tearing each other's eyes out, you know, over who's going to get it, so be it. Uh, and then I spot this robot and it's like a space robot type thing and it looks kind of cool it actually works it has a key that you put in the side and you turn it and it winds up and it you know sort of walks across the floor or counter or table or whatever and I think well this is cool if it's not returnable the kids would totally dig this and that I think that that would be a good way to go here because they've got a billion cars they don't need any more of those and I'm looking it over and then I see it's printed on the side of the box it says attention this is not a toy for adult collectors only I think that that's really weird. Like, why? It says it in, like, four different spots. So why? What makes this? What, is an adult going to play with it? Like, what's the point of saying it's not a toy? Does that mean that they can get away with not putting, like, a user rating on it? You know, like how they say 3 plus or 4 plus or don't give this to a two-year-old because they'll stick it in their mouth and they'll choke. I don't know. I mean, it is a little flimsy and it is more good-looking than really useful. I mean, as a toy, it's pretty lame. I'm sure there are robot toys out there that are much better than this one. Um, but still, I'm kind of freaked out by that message. But in the end, I decide that I'm going to get this and put the school bus back. So I go over, I drop the school bus off and on the shelf and I turn back towards the counter and immediately knock over this huge pile of, of uh, boxed cars that is in the corner with my, 
huge Marshall's bag. So things are getting very unwieldy. It's not too promising. Uh, I've got to get out of here. So um, I put the pile back as best as I can and um, and I go up and I purchase the robot, which said it was seven ninety five, but when they ring it up, they only ring it up for six fifty. So that's not bad. It could be worse. If I have to keep it, it won't be the end of the world. Now things are improving quickly because the next store is the Aqua Massage Store. I go up to one of the massage machines and I just take a look and it's they're just demoing it there's nobody in it um but it it just shoots water out up and down up and down and um onto this plastic thing and then i look at the picture and it looks like you get in with your clothes on and then the plastic thing goes over you just like a drape kind of and it shoots the water onto the plastic drape and you never get wet and, you know, I mean, I'm pretty crappy today. I could use a massage if it's a good one. And I'm sort of in the spirit of that Oxinate, you know, visit with the oxygen bar, which was so much fun. I think I'm going to try it. So I go in and seven minutes is the least you can do it for. And that is $10. So I tell the guy that that's what I'm going to do. And he rings it up. And, um, he opens up one of the machines and I climb in, I'm the only person in here right now. Um, I climb in underneath the thing and he's pulling down the cover. It's a little bit like getting a coffin hood shut on you, except your head is out in the open, but it doesn't feel that way at first, but he brings it down and then the plastic kind of lays on my back. And you can put on headphones, um, but I'm not really in the mood to do that. There's probably some cheesy, crappy music, and I don't want to listen to it. Um, but he starts it up, and he asks me if I want it heavier or lighter, and I ask for heavier or harder, I guess it is. And um, it's all right. You know, uh, I've had better massages. It doesn't really float my boat, but it's relaxing enough. It's a nice break. Um, while I'm in there, two other people come in and they start negotiating with a guy, but I can barely hear it because it is so loud when it comes up by my ears that I can barely stand it. The guy says that I should put on my headphones because I won't hear it so loud, but I, I just really don't want to. So um, the other thing is that when it goes down, I've always had ticklish calves and when the water goes down to my calves and then over my feet it's really ticklish it's almost unbearable but uh, I guess the rest of it is kind of worth it they there's a little um, button that you can push that if it gets to a spot that you want it to stay at you just hold down the button for as long as you want it to stay so I play with that a little bit um, all in all it's kind of underwhelming uh, I, I would rather, um, I'd rather have a real person massaging me. I'd rather go back and, and do the massage chair at Oxinate, to be honest. That was much better. I still feel like I'm obliged to buy something from the store, even though I suspect it's another one of these non-returnable situations. Uh, and I already bought those massage hands at Oxinate. And to be honest, they were a little bit of a waste of money. 
So I'm not real keen on getting any more massage stuff. So I'm kind of lost. But then right as I'm about to buy a massage ball thing for my feet that I don't really want, I come across this biofreeze stuff. And this apparently is a little bit like Ben Gay, but it's really good for muscle pain, joint pain, stuff like that. And I get really bad neck pain sometimes, so I think that this might be just the ticket. It's either eleven ninety five for the um, squeezy tube or thirteen ninety five for the rollerball one. And the rollerball one clearly has less in it, but the guy says that it's better because you don't have to get it on your hands, which apparently then will get really cold and be free of pain for a couple hours. Uh, anyway, I guess you just want to keep your contact minimal except where you actually need it. Uh, and so this seems like a really good investment to me. If I can't return it, then I think that, um, this would be really good to have around. And I'm looking forward, not really to having neck pain, but to having an opportunity to try it out. Cause it'd be great if it worked, it would really help me out. Master cuts is next and I figure that what I'll do is I'll get Keith some more of his tea tree shampoo and conditioner which he really likes um, this Paul Mitchell stuff it Keith has turned into such a metrosexual in the last couple of years he's buying like fancy aftershaves and all kinds of crap like that and now he started going to a salon which I I really applaud because I know that um, real men go to barbers, but um, I really think that his hair looks so good when he goes to a salon. They really do a nice job with the cut, especially this girl he's going to now. She's really good. In fact, I started to go to her because she was doing such a good job on his hair. In any case, I get into this conversation with the sales lady about the tea tree stuff, and apparently they've come out with this new lemon stuff, but I think that that's a bad idea. I'm going to stick with the tea tree because if he likes it, I don't want to mess up, you know, whatever. He likes the tea tree. Let's just stick with the tea tree. He seems comfortable with that. So I said, um, my husband uses the tea tree shampoo and conditioner now. And she says, him and all the other guys. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, they all use it. All the guys use the tea tree shampoo and conditioner. They love it. I think this is so interesting that like, it's almost like this is a scent that attracts men. It's like they feel manly when they wear tea tree stuff, even though it's totally metrosexual and like spending tons of money on product in a way that like their dads would probably be shocked and embarrassed for them. I mean, next they'll all be waxing their eyebrows or something like that. Well, actually a lot of them are, uh, waxing their eyebrows, but I guess this is just a strange new world. Uh, and, um, you know, if the tea tree shampoo and conditioner is important and it supports him going to a salon and having his hair look as good as it does, then I, I'm going to support his habit. I'm all for it. So these are two for $24, which I think is a deal. I'm going to go see if these are larger containers than the ones he has. Cause I think he paid $10 
a bottle for the other ones. And if these are bigger, then it's a good deal. If they're the same size, then he should just go back to the salon and buy them there. And I'll return these. This is truly a terrible string of stores. The next store is Alpaca Connection. I didn't know we needed a connection to Alpaca, but apparently. And um, it is filled with fuzziness. It's just like fuzzy pillows, fuzzy vests, fuzzy purses, and like super, super, super soft. I mean, it's like if you actually had a bean bag made of this stuff, you could just roll around in it and, and become one with it. It's so fantastic. On the other hand, it's totally kitschy and cheesy. So, you know, do I really want this in my home? Probably not. But they have a bunch of animal pillows so the panda bears catch my eye first and they've got these super cute um, panda bears in white and brown alpaca fur but then when I pick that one up it reveals underneath it a white pillow with a brown bear on it and I actually think I like this one better kind of visually it's a little bit more striking so um, so I decided to go for that one. Now, as I'm standing there sort of uh, in the midst of deciding, the sales girl comes up and she says, they're so soft, aren't they? And indeed they are. Nonetheless, striking up a relationship with a woman in the alpaca store when I'm really trying to devise my excuse for what I'm going to say when I return it, it seems a little awkward to me at this moment. But nonetheless, she's sweet enough, you know. Um, she's a very sexy person to be working in the alpaca store. I'm not quite sure. I feel like the alpaca salesperson should be a little bit more normal. But this woman has really sort of beautiful, enormous breasts. And she's very thin and, um, you know, nice hair and everything. And, and um, wow, I'm just kind of surprised that she's stuck up here on the third floor in the nosebleed section she, you know, should get a job in, in like, you know, Jesus, I don't know, someplace better. In any case, she's quite efficient and maybe she just has a love for alpaca. And, you know, I, 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 I buy my alpaca pillow for $49 plus tax and, and, um, and that's pretty much that. And, um, I know that the kids would totally dig this, but I just cannot spend $50 on a a pillow for them. So that one I'll be going back, no doubt. Now I've got a couple places I need to skip. Uh, the first one being just nails, uh, because I'm not going to get a manicure or a pedicure. I refuse. Uh, and I don't think they sell anything here that I could get a bag for. And then the next door I'm kind of mystified by at first it's called Ease Gold Grills. And I realize as I'm looking at it that I recently heard about grills for the first time. And they are like these kids go and get gold grills on their teeth, like they get fitted for them. And I honestly don't know if they're temporary or permanent, but it is so bizarre. It's like super like, um, you know, 
I'm a tough working class kid, so I'm going to spend all my money on this crap because it's kind of like all the rap guys have them or whatever. It's like almost like a gang type thing. So I'm super weirded out by the fact that the Mall of America has a a grill a grills store and they've got like on the wallpaper all over it they've got these pictures of grills all over the place so it's this really weird decor and um it's all white other than these gold grills you know on the wallpaper and then there are these two huge guys who are sitting there and I'm mesmerized by the whole thing because I've just come to the realization that this is what I'm looking at. And these two guys who are waiting to go get fitted for their grills stare at me and glare at me like, get out of here, bitch, or we're going to get you, you know, kind of thing. And I'm just like, wow, crazy. Like, I thought I was in like the wholesome mall of America and here's a grill spot. Well, fuck, I mean, I'm not getting one, you know, you can, I'll do a lot of things, but I'm not getting grilled for my teeth, especially because it would cost me all my money that I don't have, except maybe that lucky frog will um, bring me more money and I can get my grills, but I'm just kind of freaked out. It's like Lake Wobegon store and Ease Gold Grills, like a... How weird is that? I I think that I think that this place is really weird. I think that the Mall of America is a really strange place and I don't understand it. I I'm a little bit shocked actually by it right now. Well, you know, I go and I sit down on a bench to recover and I'm I'm basically at the end of the row. Um the only store left is Sweet Bee, which is a candy store, so that should be fairly easy. And I'm sitting there and there are these people down in on the first floor in the courtyard there where they sometimes do performances and weird things. And um there's a huge sign which says MOA, which is Mall of America, one minute play contest. And it is so interesting. There's all these people uh, standing at microphones. It says it's the Playwrights Center or Playwrights Theater. And they're reading these one minute plays. And um, they go in different shifts. And it's kind of mesmerizing. There are some people watching, but they're kind of scattered. So it's kind of a performance for nobody, which also fascinates me somewhat. I just, I just sit there and watch. I mean, at one point, they all break out into uh, a really moving rendition of Old MacDonald Had a Farm. It's really interesting. There's, these are clearly very professional people like very professional actors but um I don't know I find it really weird that they're doing that right here right outside the amusement park by the grills store and that no one's really paying them any attention this is it's just weird here um once I've caught my breath I uh I go into sweet bee 
and this is pretty easy to do. I just sort of start to wander around. I'm thinking jelly beans, but we still have jelly beans left over from that other candy store. Garrett's working on them slowly but surely, but he only is supposed to get them um, when he poops in the potty. And uh, he hasn't been doing much of that lately. So it's, you know, they've been going a little slower than you might have thought. He is eternally jealous of Evan because Evan gets these gummy bear vitamins and he really wants them. So I decide to get him some gummy bears. Just a few of them. You know, I shouldn't give the kids as much candy as I do, but somehow they just really love it. And here I am at another candy store. So we'll dole them out. Maybe we'll switch jelly beans for um, gummy bears, and maybe that will motivate him to poop in the potty instead of in his training pants. That would be lovely if he decided to finally start pooping in the potty on a regular basis. It would save me a lot of uh, trouble. Uh I'm walking up to the register to get my gummy bears and I notice that they have a little package of those um, candy cigarettes and they, they it's like a box and there's a bunch of packs of them in the box and I can't believe it. I even opened them up to look at them. Now I have this memory of candy cigarettes being like they actually blew candy dust, you know, like powdered sugar dust type thing out into the air. So it really was like you were smoking, but I have a pretty fuzzy memory really of those sorts of things. So I could be wrong on that. In any case, these are just little sticks of sugar and, um, they don't really look like cigarettes at all. Uh, maybe they're not allowed to look like cigarettes anymore, but the I, I'm just amazed that they have these here because it's so un-PC. It's amazing. Like, you're not allowed to let kids pretend they're smoking anymore. That's ridiculous. And so I immediately know that I have to buy some. And um, while we're at it, they've got some containers of those lint chocolate truffles. And I decide that I need a treat for getting through today. It's been kind of a tough day for me with all the money stress and um yeah I feel like I've done pretty good but then I spent too much money I'm a feel a little anxious about that and so I get my little truffle and I also get the candy cigarettes and I also get the gummy bears and I know that I shouldn't spend this much money on candy it's not really even that much money it's like five dollars you know when it all adds up but but nonetheless I I should be more frugal than this but who can pass up any one of those three things? I sure can't. And boy, I'm looking forward to that truffle. I'm going to eat it in the car on the way home just to, you know, pick up my day a little bit and, and, um, get a little, uh, get a little of the sunny side back in my outlook. So, um, that's it. I'm totally loaded down. And uh, I make my way downstairs and 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 on the onto the long track back to the car parked a million miles away in row D.